0: And we should be live again, uh so hi, I'm Michael, and this is Inside security episode number two. um, I just wanna start off with saying a huge thanks to like the people in being in chat in live stream like i I am amazed that you're here on a Friday night, just spending time with us so last week's episode was more of the well, on the defensive side or the blue team, right. So this week we'll do a complete 180 and we'll talk about offensive stuff, or the red team if you like. Uh, And with me to talk about the offensive side uh, is a good friend of mine, an old colleague, and we've worked together on previous pen test assignments. So Danut, welcome to the show, man.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: (laughs) It's awesome. So we're going to talk about pen test or penetration testing and... And just have a chat around everything that goes into it, and we'll sort of, you know, we'll we'll just have a chat and we'll see where it lands, right? That's a <laughs> <That's the> plan. <laughs> that's that's the plan. Um, it's it's always hard to sort of uh, like know where to like what skill set to uh, to talk about because I don't know really which uh, which followers we have or which mm. viewers we have. Um, so I mean, but one of the Let's talk with some some basic um, stuff. So, there's often a confusion about what is a penetration test and what is a vulnerability scan. Some people think it's the same. Some mix it up. Some people think the other pen test, but they really want a, a vulnerability scan. So, what's your uh, like when you get that question? What, like, how do you explain it to, to someone?
1: Well, oh, I actually do get that the question quite a lot. Uh, so, I mean, we have uh, several customers who basically go like, oh, but you know, we would like the penetration test, can you do it in uh, two days? Like, uh, what do you mean? It's like, yeah, because, you know, the previous penetration test was in two days. That's not really penetration. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I mean, of course, uh, vulnerability scan is an automated process, right? I mean, you have uh, software which will go through a list of uh, different types of attacks and uh, we will try to inject uh, malicious data into your web application or, in case of infrastructure, into different types of protocols. And then you get the result back, and then you will outline, okay, this is what I found. I mean, some of them could be false positives, some of them could be uh, actual findings, but I mean, they usually tend to go through the low level fruits and get them all in. Penetration test is a manual activity. So I mean of course we start off with the scan ourselves as well but then from there on we start to follow up and see what can we do from there on so if we start to get like uh, you know very basic attacks and we train them up together see if it's possible to break in through different types of methods or see if it's possible to gather more data from the server or the web web application depending on it Uh, of course at the same time it's if you want to have a vulnerability scan I mean that's great because you get the low-hanging fruits, and you manage to get all the uh, super simple vulnerabilities, as well as everything that you can get from your web app, web application, or infrastructure before the penetration test. Then you go a step forward. So you basically go from the long lines of what can an attacker do. Oh so, uh, yeah, there's a <laughs> there's a little bit of a of a difference between them.
2: Yeah,
0: I absolutely agree. And like while a vulnerability scan might find possible vulnerability it won't really exploit it and it won't go the extra step and it won't see you know what's behind that stuff right
1: no exactly so i mean it just tells you that something does exist so if we're going to take the case of uh, like a cross-site scripting so this means that injecting arbitrary javascript into your forms uh so a vulnerability scan was going to tell you that oh i was able to inject something very like you know benign into your field and i got this response back Uh, Penetration tests can tell you that, oh, I was able to inject this JavaScript into your field, but at the same time, I was able to change it with another vulnerability. So, for example, cross-site request forgery in order to create a denial of service. So let's say that we have something that's organized for store cross-site scripting where uh, you inject arbitrary JavaScript, it's persistent on the web page, and then every single time a user logs in, uh, your JavaScript will issue the command to log the user out, so the user will never be able to log, to log in. So a penetration test can tell you this, but a vulnerability scan cannot, because it will just tell you that oh, cross scripting exists, cross forger forgery exists, and that's it.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and I mean, also, let's. Uh, I I forgot to ask you to introduce yourself because I'm some new at this, so I'm sorry <laughs> no to worries. everyone. And sorry, Danut. <laughs> um, so like, no worries. we should start with that and then we'll come back to this. So could you like, could you introduce yourself? What do you do? What do you work with? Uh, where yeah, do you of work? Of course, of course.
1: Yeah, so of course, so, uh, so my name is Danus Nikolai. Uh, I work for Adq3, uh, which is a InfoSec division of Adq. Uh, I currently work as a, pen- as a penetration tester and a IT security consultant. Uh, I'm also responsible for conducting penetration testing, conducting audits, as well as uh, overall helping customers with their security or audits and things like that. Basically,
0: awesome! Thank uh, you. Yeah, and we uh, we worked <laughs> together back in 2016, maybe.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, ah, yeah, indeed. I think it
2: was 2016. Yeah. Yeah, I think so.
0: It's been a long time. Um, like stuff happens so quickly. But yeah, so we used to work at Corsic at and then that's it's sort of that's changed name a couple of times and then we sort of left to other places. Um but that was a yeah. good time. That that's how we sort of got to learn it, each other and went to some some fun assignments.
1: Oh definitely, definitely.
0: Um Thanks but it was uh, fun times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was really good. Uh, I just had to travel to Malmo all the time, which was like from Stockholm. So that was uh <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, it was a little bit more difficult for you indeed. <laughs> yeah, every
0: single assignment was, yeah, can you just fly down to Malmö? Or something like, yeah, okay, I'll, yeah, no worries.
1: Like, yeah, sure, let me just pack my bag, I'll be there in five minutes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> All right, so thanks, sorry, now we get that one done, uh, which I should have done beforehand, uh, before starting to ask questions, but I'm just so in- ner- nervous, just so interested in like, hearing your, your views on stuff. Um. Mm-hmm. So I mean that yeah, that's a, that's that's the difference between a vulnerability scan and a pen test. And like I wouldn't say that one yeah. thing is better than the other. Like they have different uses. Um, so, oh, definitely. Yeah, and I think some people are like, so what's the best, uh, like a vulnerability <laughs> scan or a pen test? Like, well, what you like, what's your situation? What do you want? That's how I like to think about it.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it depends a lot on the customer needs. Because I mean, in some cases, it's best to have the customer with no vulnerability scan, right? I mean. Uh, in, or better yet, to have them both, you know, in parallel. So you can start with yeah. the vulnerability scan, you start to enroll uh, the customer within the vulnerability scan, you start to understand <clears throat> what type of vulnerabilities they have, and then afterwards, once you have all the low-hanging fruits resolved and in order, then you can start to conduct a penetration test, which, as I said, is basically more advanced and more, you know, manual work. And I think this is also something which a lot of people tend to misinterpret is that you know they understand that the penetration test is all automatic but it's actually a lot of manual work so i mean we have to you know analyze every single uh, request every single response we have to be able to understand what exactly the uh, technology is behind the web application or behind the uh, infrastructure layer and we have to be able to understand the exploits behind it so if there is an exploit or if there's a weakness behind it then we be able, we have to understand it and how to exploit it and also what it actually means uh, in the long term, basically. Uh, <clears throat> but I think that both of them can basically co coexist. So one does not exclude the other. You should be able to have vulnerability scan to pick up your low-hanging fruits. And from there on, you can proceed with a penetration test to go to the higher level vulnerabilities.
2: Oh,
0: so awesome. that's yeah. basically my view of it. Yeah, no, I, I very much agree. And I mean, that sort of uh, segues into scoping, right? and yeah. so, so, scoping in terms of pen testing is either well maybe you can explain like what's scoping in pen testing
1: <laughs> yeah scoping is basically to define what system should be included or basically what should be included within the penetration test right so i mean if you have a web application then you have to determine uh this is the web application that should be included within the penetration test uh, if it's related to certain apis then those apis should be also be included because the information flows back and forth uh, so scoping is determining what should actually be tested, right? So that's the main main idea about scoping. Uh, <clears throat> scoping is also quite difficult,
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: because uh, it's also left to the customer side. So the customer, when usually when they contact the penetration testing firm, uh, the meeting or the startup meeting should go in the long lines of, okay, so what do you want us to be tested? Uh, they come back with, "Oh, we want we have this web application." Uh, more often than not, what happens is that they don't fully understand what should be tested, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, it's not their fault, of course, because it's very difficult to understand. Oh, uh, we should include, for example, we have this web application which communicates with some Amazon APIs, which they built as well, uh, but they see a priority as just a web app application. The problem is that the weakness can be in the APIs, for example. Uh, <clears throat> so it's quite difficult to scope it out and understand exactly what should be tested.
0: Yeah, and I mean, as as, as you said, that can be quite hard. And I think, uh, like one of my points is that, I mean, a, a bad scoping meeting or a bad scoping has sort of ruined a pen test or gets uh, yes. like inconclusive results. Um, like, say for example, which which I've been I've been uh, experiencing is when a customer says, oh, you know, I this is the scoping meeting and we're we'll talking about this pen test. So we have this 18 web apps uh, and like this full network and you have three days to do it. So, <laughs> so I mean, that's, that's a bad scoping because you're not going it's, to, it's, it's too much stuff to do in like a too uh, a small of stuff, yeah. like, <laughs> window of time. So it's not going to result in anything. Um, it might get you a check mark like we done a pen test. Um, it oh, yeah. might get you a check mark if that's what you want, <laughs> um, but yeah. So scoping can be hard. I mean, that's. Uh, I think both sides, uh, like customer and the pentest firm, like should have uh, some someone in the meeting who knows about scoping. Um, and often, the, like you, you can let me know if you don't agree with me. But oftentimes, on from the customer side, there's some project manager or some application owner uh, who is like doing the scoping meeting and they don't know anything about Pentest. Maybe it's the first Pentest they've ordered. And then how are you supposed to That's know anything true. about it? Because it's the first time you do it, right? Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, so like in those cases... So, I mean, it, Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no,
1: no, sorry, I was interrupting you. <laughs> no, sorry,
0: I think we have a, sm- like uh, a no, but, little delay. So go ahead, you talk.
1: <laughs> no, it's okay. So, so I mean, from my own perspective, yes. it's. I mean, from a project manager's perspective, uh, of course, it's very difficult when it comes to the actual timeline of how the printer should work. I mean, they're mostly used to automated tools, right? So I mean, it goes in the same segment as you know, vulnerability scanning, uh, because they see it as an automated process. So, of course, you should take roughly around like three days, you know, two days at max, because you launch your tools, you get the results, you write a very simple report, and then you deliver it to them. Uh, so I mean, when it comes to the timeline, there's always a little bit of a misunderstanding, because as I said before, penetration test is mostly a manual activity. Uh, And then, of course, you also have the problem, as I said, uh, that you don't really understand what should actually be uh, tested. So in the case where you have, like, you know, 18 systems and a full subnet and everything else, that's really great if you understand that that's what needs to be tested because you see the flow of the information starting from point A, where the user uh, inputs their information all the way to where the information actually lands and goes back to, to the user. And if you think that that system is... Uh, the actual sensitive part, and that's perfectly fine. But then you also need to understand that you know to be able to test all that information and all those systems and application subnets, then it requires a lot of time <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because yeah, a lot of man, man- manual work. We be, we need to be able to uh, go through every single protocol, and it has to go through every single web page, and you know test out every single possible attack. So yeah, it's a uh, it can be quite time-consuming, I would
0: say. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so maybe one, one other way to go, and it sort of ties together with a question from the chat. So yeah. from Ricky, Ricky B. So will you talk about the differences between a pen test and a red teaming assignment? And that sort of ties in together with what we said. Like, uh, So a web app test might be just for that specific web app with no context at all. Yeah. Um, uh, so what is the difference, would you say, between a red teaming assignment and a penetration test?
1: I mean, the penetration test is part of a red teaming assignment. Uh, but if you think about red teaming in general, I mean, this also can include, for example, spear phishing, social engineering. Uh, basically, that's a little bit more broad category. Uh, because when it comes to the penetration testing itself, then, I mean, you focus on the actual system or web application or APIs or embed the system. When you talk about red teaming as an activity per whole, then the field gets broadened because it includes penetration testing, uh, phishing, social engineering, uh, trying to get basically do anything you can to get hold of the information that you need. Uh, <clears throat> it, it's it's actually quite a fascinating field because I mean, uh, for example, I know that in UK there's a lot of effort being placed on red teaming. So companies hire uh, consultants to try to you know fish their employees or to get inside. And I would say that's a good idea if you have like a super secret. Uh, you know, place or super secret office that nobody should get into. Ba- basically, uh, but if you're interested in just like you know, oh, my web application is online and you know, users buy or sell different type of merchandise, and I'm very afraid that somebody would hack it. Then I mean, that's a, pen- a penetration test. Yeah. So yeah, penetration testing fits in red teaming category, but red teaming is more broad.
0: Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And uh, like, if we're talking about time consuming stuff, uh, a red team assignment would be like way, way, way more, like just more extensive yes, and longer,
1: very extensive uh, because I mean, you need to do your homework. I mean, if, if, if we're talking about spear phishing, for, for, for example, so let, let us take an example that company A uh, requires a red teaming assignment where they're afraid that somebody's going to break into their company via email or whatever. Uh, but the point is that you can't just go like, you know, oh, bombard the whole company with emails, right? I mean, that's not really plausible. So in the red teaming assignment, what you need to do is do your homework, understand who your target is, uh, pinpoint which people would be more susceptible. And then those people need to craft specific messages, you know, to get in. So I mean, this type of activities take a long time, because you need to be able to, you know, get in, because you have one shot. But if yeah. you send the wrong email, and nobody, you know, <laughs> bites into it, then Basically, that's it. You blew your shot.
2: Yep. And you have
1: to go the other way and you know drive a van nearby and break in.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's an, that's another that's another uh, effort to, to do. Exactly. <laughs> and also, like one of the big differences uh, might be that a pen test is very very structured. Like everyone in that department knows that. Okay, so between Monday and Friday, there's yeah. a there's a pen test from this IP address to that IP address uh, on this scope, uh, not after 5 p.m. and everything. And the red team might be exactly. just a CISO just, or CISO, they just ordered it. And like, no one else knows about it, right? Exactly. So you like, you really- Exactly. Yeah. yeah um, because I mean, you have uh, the
1: meeting with a the, with the CISO and then you both decide that, okay, so we're gonna spend one month and we can come at any time, like you know, in email or just trying to break into the company by pretending you're an employee or whatever. But I mean, you have, we have one month to be able to break in and it can happen in the weekend. It can happen during the weekdays, after five. It doesn't really matter as long as we actually try, uh, because that's an, an actual emulation. If you would have like, you know, a high level adversary trying to break into your company. Oh, so, because if you take about like a real life scenarios, uh, an attacker doesn't really care if it's weekend, if it's after five, if it's whatever. Right. I mean, they're going to try anyway. Yeah. So that's a proper simulation.
0: yeah exactly i mean that's a that's a good uh that's a good explanation of the differences i'd say Mm
2: -hmm.
0: so um do you do any red teaming unfortunately not yet
1: i i don't think that or i haven't seen any uh big requests in sweden Mm. Uh, perhaps it happens at higher levels like you know if you're talking about military or if you're talking about government institutions maybe that that happens but when it comes to actual companies I mean I haven't really seen it uh, it's a little bit of a <laughs> I mean it's difficult to say this, but I think that it would work <laughs> in certain scenarios mm-hmm. uh, because I think that the, the societies of the Swedish society is built in such a way that people are more trusting to each other. Right? Yeah. And he, I mean, me myself, I happen to have certain cases where I was just like, you know, I forgot my key tag, I was going to a customer's place. And I was just like, you know, following people around because I was just like, oh, crap, I forgot my key tag at home, you know, so I went to reception like, hey, I forgot my key tag, can you issue me another one? Said, ah, sure. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I mean, Of course, if you know, uh, and I said this before, like if you know that your company has a very highly sensitive, uh, you know, like either data center or office where nobody should be allowed, then that would be the optimal point to have a rating assignment. Uh, But in most cases, it would be a waste of money, if you ask me, because it's kind of like, okay, we will get there one way or another. So, I mean, it's more in the long lines of what would happen once you break in. So let's yeah. try to concern about how do we detect the attacker within the network.
0: Yeah, I think I think like the main reason it's not really taken off yet is because most companies are not that on that maturity level yet of uh, securing their like their, their systems and and organizations in, in as a whole, I'd say. Uh, but i I think it's on the rise red teaming, and it, I think it's gonna it's gonna be more and more. I think so. Keep your eyes. Out. I
1: think so as well. I think. Yeah, exactly. I think because right now it's starting to become a little bit more, you know, widespread. So perhaps in you know maybe within a year or so, it's going to start to become more and more dom- dominant. So yeah,
0: I think so. So speaking of uh, forgetting your key cards and uh, sneaking into places, like have you done anything else? Any any other pen testing assignment that's you know you can you can share being redacted and, and all. <laughs>
1: yeah uh <clears throat> actually it's uh, uh speaking of, of the key card just a very very short story uh, it was actually really, really funny because when it happened with the, with the key card uh, uh, it was actually I, I was a, a, at the customer place and I was there for the whole week and I forgot my key card on the Wednesday, basically mm-hmm. uh, but before you know Monday and Tuesday since I was waiting for you know coffee or something like that, I was starting to chat, chat up the receptionist uh, person who, who was there. So we were just talking about, you know, different things like, hey, I'm a consultant and you know that, ah, you know, I'm the receptionist, blah, blah. So, you know, we kind of have like this small friendship happening, you know, in between. Yeah. Uh, so and then the Wednesday when I forgot my my uh, uh, key card home, they were just like, ah, you don't need to worry. Just go through this door, which basically goes into the whole mm-hmm. office without antennas. Like, oh, sweet.
2: There we go. <laughs>
1: uh, <clears throat> No, but I mean, when it comes to penet- pen- penetration testing stories, uh, I actually have one which was really fun, funny to me. Uh, so we had this assessment where there was this uh, uh, Oracle product placed on one of our customer side, and uh, uh, we managed to find... It was back around the time when it was like super prevalent, you know, the whole you know Oracle vulnerabilities, everyone was just yamming about them. And it happened that one of the machines were not, was not really patched, and we managed to break through in it. And it was mostly a Linux environment, but we managed to you know escalate the the uh, privilege. The problem was that uh the escalation of the privilege happened to the root account, and once that happened, the password was changed <laughs> and at the time, i mean when we did it. We of course, you know, we wanted to revert back the password, but you know, since it was the end of the day, and we thought like, okay, so we're gonna revert it back in the morning because the team already left from the customer side. So it's was like, ah, it's fine. We're gonna be at the office at 7 a.m. and you know, we can revert the the, uh, the password. Yeah. <laughs> so what <when> we been, <laughs> somewhere around like midnight, I received an email going like. Can we get back into our infrastructure please (laughs) like, okay fine (laughs) exactly like okay fine let let me just readjust
2: everything
1: (laughs) it was a bit of a problem because i mean from the customer side they they i i don't know who exactly forgot but they forgot to actually mention to the developers that there was a penetration test ongoing Mm. so they kind of panicked because you know one of the developers was working late and he wanted to push a new you know a uh, new patch to the to the system so he, he didn't have access so then all of a sudden he panicked and he called the other the lead developer the lead developer didn't know either so then it just kind of became like this huge uproar It's like oh my god what happened what happened <laughs> <laughs> everyone was just like oh my god you know that system's not working we're being hacked we're being hacked <laughs> i mean that's
0: that's what you would think right if, if you get locked out from your from a root account or something like, exactly that's right not good <laughs> yeah, yeah. that might be pretty really, really bad <laughs>
1: Yeah, so then the project manager calls me and just like, hey, the news. Can you please, uh, you know, give them back access? Like, oh shit, yeah, sure.
0: <laughs> no worries.
1: It's page backing. Give them access, no problem. It's <laughs> like, oh, there was a penetration test. Yes, there was a penetration. Oh, thank God. we <laughs> <laughs> <word> being hacked. <laughs> communication
0: is key, right? Even on the in- exactly. inside. Yeah.
1: uh So. I, <laughs> yeah I said, look very fondly on that because it was really funny afterwards uh, when I presented the report. Because uh, usually, what we do is that we, we try to uh, encourage the customer to present the report at the end of the day. And this is not a topic which we'll, we'll talk about later, uh, but it's very good that, so they can understand exactly what actually happened. Uh, so I went in there and I presented the, the report. And when I, when I started presenting, I remember one of the developers sitting on the outside was like, It's you. You blocked my access.
2: <laughs> You're the bad guy.
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the bearded villain is here. Is like oh, that's
0: <laughs> that's you. You're exactly. the culprit. So, so there's another question from chat from 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 Ricky Ricky B again. No so apart from that, did you break other stuff during a pen test? Something that even caused further troubles or downtimes?
1: Uh. Actually, I was very lucky. The fact that I didn't. <laughs> uh, the problem is that a penetration test is, it's of course, I mean, a penetration test is trying to break into a system, right? And this is why we always encourage the customer to do a penetration test on a pre-production environment because we don't want to do it in production because God forbid something could happen hmm. and you don't know, right? Uh, <clears throat> but it, I was very, very close once. Uh, so. Basically, I launched uh, like an automated scanner on one of the web pages while I was busy with an upload function. And <clears throat> it actually happened that in parallel, their system went down because, I don't know, somebody made a mistake somewhere within the system. It was a patch update or something like that. But I didn't know. Hmm. And I thought that I caused it. And I was so sweaty <laughs> at that time <laughs> because I asked the customer to have it in a pre-production environment, and they said like we don't have one when we have production. Of course, like, you know, when you have a production system, you have to take extra care so you don't, you know, derange anything in there. Yeah. And I was sweating bullets. I was just like, oh, my God, what happened? What have I done? So I was just on the phone call with everybody. And then one of the uh, admins told me, "It's like, oh, no,
0: it's, it's okay. Just one of the servers just went down. It's okay. I'll reboot <laughs> it. <laughs> like, oh, oh, my God. <laughs> so that, I'd say you're lucky and unlucky because I always say that I mean, you're going to cause one big fuck-up in your career. Like, oh, definitely. Yeah. And like, if you haven't it done it have yet, one. it's <laughs> going to come. So your, yours hasn't come yet, right? You have, your yeah, big fuck-up is yet to come.
1: <laughs> I'm just sitting here going like, oh God, oh yeah.
0: God. Oh God. <laughs> so I, I've i done, I've done like, I haven't done anything big really. And it wasn't during a pen test, but actually during a vulnerability scan. Oh. Uh, which was quite interesting. Um so with one of at a customer who, uh, so there's maybe one or two viewers who will recognize this on the customer side. Um, it was actually uh, like the assignment was just a vulnerability scan. Uh, I had a default settings Nessus, like nothing, nothing like uh, high performing anything, just basic stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, and they placed me in in the room with their, like the IT guy Um and then i just fired up and it was like a one day assignment just i think maybe two days It's like really short okay. um mm. fired it up and then you know just scanning and like you do like once you click start like you just sit and wait it's so boring like you don't do anything <laughs> <laughs> so i sat there i you know just know checked feeling. my phone yeah checked my phone drank some coffee and like people were coming in and out of, of, of that uh, that office and like complaining about stuff like people do to it right um yeah, of course but then i sort of it sort of felt like it was more than usual like depend like, uh it felt like it on the stress level of the it admins and and everything and you know people couldn't people yeah. couldn't surf the web no emails were coming in like nothing worked on, like on the office site uh, and then after like i don't know, too long to be honest maybe an hour or so uh, i actually asked them like so what's what, what's what's going on cuz i'm a curious guy and they said oh and like no one can surf the web. It's just so slow, and like emails aren't being sent. Emails aren't coming in. And then I figured out, like, oh, so like when did it start? Oh, like around this time. Looking at my scan, I'm like, that's running. I started my scan. That's that's <laughs> weird. Hmm. So I'm like, so like let, let me check something. I just paused it, and I waited like a minute. So I'm like, so does it work now? Yeah, it works now. So, apparently, my, <laughs> oh, de- <man. laughs> my default setting, NASA scan, actually destroyed uh, the company firewall, and I just locked everything up.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> took up all the sessions, didn't
0: release them, anything, and just no one could use it. Um, so, I had to <laughs> throttle it, so that one or 2 the assignment was like 10 days or something, because it was just so slow. So, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, without a doubt, the most boring <laughs> assignment I've ever done. <laughs> uh, so it didn't affect but anything you know, in the production like, or the, customer side, but like office-wise people were sort of panicking. So that's that's my only you know, the, sort of fail. Yeah, sorry, go ahead.
1: But the problem is that you know, like in those minutes that everyone's panicking around you and you don't know what exactly is happening. It's like I think that the longest minute in your lifetime because mm-hmm. you don't know why. <laughs>
2: yep. Is it you? <laughs> is it something else? <laughs> Yeah,
0: and I, I sort of felt that it was me because I was like, I have to pause this and see what happens. Like, yep, that's it. So, yeah, that's I mean, a- it wasn't really my fault. They're, like, their firewall was crap, uh, I think, and just they had to sort of do something with it. But, yeah, I'm not a, I'm yeah, not but a I,
1: I It's also very, very funny because, I mean, uh, when you're talking about, for example, embedded systems, oh, man, those are the worst to actually, <laughs> you know, have a vulnerability scan on because they just like, no. I usually say no <laughs> to <laughs> those because they will, one way or another, they will crash. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: So just like, yeah, we're going to touch that one bit. Ve- we're going to poke it very lightly.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a reason most vulnerability scanners has an option to don't scan printers.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: like, okay, we're just going to do that then.
1: Oh, speaking of printers, I have to tell you this story. Yeah? Uh, it was actually really fun. I had a customer who had a very flat network. Uh, so, I mean, in their minds, they had something in the long lines of, oh, we have our own, you know, uh, corporate network, the client network, the other network, basically. And uh, they placed me, because we had VPN access, and they, they placed me into the, uh, you know, client network that was supposed to be segmented. Mm. Uh, the problem is that, you know, they it's thought it was segmented, but yeah, exactly. They thought yeah. it was segmented, but the reality was just like flat completely. Uh, yes. <laughs> so... Uh I was covering through the network and you know like I didn't want to you know go through ping pong through server through to to server. So what I found out was like one of their printers who had more access to the uh the computers within the, the network had a default password. And the problem was that it also had an SSH password with root account on default. So I connected mm-hmm. to the printer and I installed uh you know, like the uh, Responder software, which abuses the Microsoft uh, LMNR pro- protocol. I installed that one on the printer and I started it. And it was, luckily it was actually an out-of-date printer. So they were not actually using it, but the, the client machines were still sending requests to it. So <laughs> first I started an end map, to just check the corporate network. And then I started to listen to the traffic. Uh, so I got some hashes and I was able to, to, to crack them, uh, thankfully. But it was actually really funny because I received an email from them like two hours asking me like Nerd, why is our printer trying to scan us? <laughs> <laughs> like no, it's not, not me. It's
0: yeah. fair. <laughs> I, I am your printer.
1: <laughs> exactly. You know, that's what printers do. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, I mean it's it's so many different areas of pen testing. It's it's just a, a crazy array of skills that you need. I mean, so, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's what I. That's what I think was the hardest part about pentesting. Like, you had to be so good. at s- so many things, just so a, a wide array of skills. So, do you have anything like? Is it something that you're better at or like more, like web apps or network or, uh, like mainframe stuff or just is there anything that you're uh, <laughs> you're into more than the other, or just everything uh, in general?
1: I think I i think i do really love web app applications to be fairly honest uh especially the, the heavyweight ones uh, is because there's a lot of components going into it and there's a lot of functionality that needs to be implemented and it's just super fun to actually start to understand how it works completely and just trying to imagine how the uh, web application uh, communicates with the server side and just gets all the data from there outputs it to into the user because then you start to get the kind of idea like hmm this is actually how how it works you're able to correlate your attacks according to what you think is happening on the back end side. When you actually succeed, because you think like, okay, so the back end side has a structure of folders like this, so I'm going to use the directory tra- traversal to be able to, to find this file. It actually works. It's amazing. Like that's <laughs> super fun to do. Uh, so I think that you know, it's like web applications are the things which I love the most. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, if you're looking at you know infrastructure versus web applications versus APIs or you know mainframe or something like that, it's very difficult <laughs> to, to, to choose between them. It's like and uh, it's like having you know like kids and you go like oh so which one's your favorite child it's like that, that, yeah, that one <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's very difficult to, to go uh also what i really love love as well uh, not just web application but i really do love reverse engineering mm, nice. uh, so i mean it's really fun to be able to reverse the software and find out you know the weaknesses behind it and you know gather the information and trying to you know present it to the to the customers like oh but this is what's missing this is what's happening and your software basically does this and this is where the weakness is at so i think that reverse engineering is one of my passions i would say <laughs> awesome uh so yeah
0: yeah that's uh, uh that that's really cool that's one of my like to do on my to-do list is is learn to reverse actually like i know i'm fairly good at a lot of things reversing is not one of them uh i wish it would. i wish it was and then it, <laughs> it, it will be one day um so yeah so reporting is not your favorite part then but-
1: Oh yeah, reporting, sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think there exists one penetration tester in this world which can tell you that reporting is my favorite part. Yeah. Uh, of course, I mean it it's fun when you do reporting and you know you have like a lot of issues that are linked in between each other that can be fun to explain. So you can explain the fact that you abused two issues, you know, to find the third one or you know, present to them, uh, you know, I was able to get real taxes because, you know, your server was broadcasting this message and I was able to interpret it and, you know, reverse your password <laughs> or something like that. Uh, but that's the fun part of it. But to write every single, you know, like the whole fluff part, you know, it's like, we did this according to this, and this according to that. It's, yeah, that's not very fun.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: I agree. And it's, it's one of those things that, like, I don't think any... Pentester, like, says that reporting, yeah, that's like, I love that stuff. But then again, like, (laughs) it's probably the most important part of a pen test, I would say, because it doesn't matter how good your pen test is. If you can't explain it in a way that the client understands it, like, it's useless. Like, you might as well have done nothing, because. Definitely.
1: And I see this, I've seen this mistake so many times, because the problem is that a lot of people don't really understand the fact that the customer on the customer side, uh, they don't really want all the technical details. So, I mean, you of course, you want the technical details, but, I mean, you need to be able to explain to them in full about what actually happened. Because you can do, you know, you can get root access, you get domain admin. It doesn't matter. But if you're not able to actually explain how you did it and how can they remediate it, that's the biggest problem. Uh, and, you know, I think that's a lot of mistaking in this area because a lot of people just go like, oh, I've done this and this and this and this and that's it. But you need to be able to explain to them how to actually, you know, how to actually fix it, how to actually, you know, cause you are there to help them to improve on issues, not just to, you know, rub it and say like, Oh, I've done this. Haha. Ha. It's like, no, they are there to help them to improve it and you're there to help them to fix it. So you need to be able to explain to them, like, I've done this because of these issues and this is how you remediate it. Yeah. And, and I- as well as, you know, explain it on a high level, because if you explain it only on the, you know, technical level, it doesn't really help. You need to be able to explain it on a high level and explain to them that, well, it's because of these your company can be in danger. It's easy to abuse these issues and it's easy to get a hold of, you know, root access because, you know, these things are there and this is the root cause, like, I don't know, bad coding practices or misconfigurations or even sometimes lack of patching. Yeah. We're able to do this, so you need to improve on these elements. This is something that management can understand easily. Like, okay, so we need to allocate more time on patching. We need to allocate this and, you know, make it better, basically.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and since we worked together, I sort of know how you report stuff. I think you even wrote the reporting tool that we used. So, I mean, you should know. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I suppose that some companies just say, oh, here is the problem and here you go, here's your report. But, I mean, yeah. when we did stuff together and I suppose you still do it, in the report you have like, so this is what we found. This is the proof in form of screenshots or logs. This is how you yep. reproduce it. So you can just test it for yourself. And this is how you fix it. So mm-hmm. we have those three parts, right? So, I mean, uh, with just that exactly. report, they can reproduce, they can f- they can understand it, reproduce it and fix it, right?
1: Exactly. So, I mean, I've, I've actually seen a, a, pen, a penetration report as part of one of my, my, my customers. Uh, since they ordered without us a penetration test. And the thing is that they want to be very tran- transparent uh, and they wanted to have like a more of a white box approach. And, you know, I mean, you have three types of penetration test. Black box, which is terrible because basically like nobody knows what's happening and they just give you a link and it's like, okay, test this. And it's just time consuming and it's useless for everyone. Gray box, when you have some information, some access, and then, you know, you proceed forward. White box, basically like you have the source code, you have everything in place. Uh, but yeah, so the customer wanted to have like a more white box approach. So they gave me a penetration test result from the previous uh, individual that, that performed it. And it was actually really weird, because the person wrote it in very simple details without any actual proof of concept. And I could understand the frustration of their developers, because I mean, you create a ticket and saying like, oh, we have, for example, cross-site scripting, but where? Yeah. I mean, if we have an application with like a hundred forms, how do I know where exactly it's happening to remediate it? And how do I rep- replicate it? Because I mean cross-site scripting can be anywhere between like simple, oh, alert one to you know super complicated syntaxes and you know evasion and bypasses. And the developer if the developer doesn't really understand how to reproduce the issue, then I mean how would they be able to fix it? You yeah. need to include information such as screenshot, how did you do it, where did you do it, and the actual, you know, injection that you performed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it's it's a sort of people skill as well, because, I mean, you have to explain it so they understand it. Otherwise, it's a a failed pen test, I'd say, sort of. Exactly,
1: I mean, (laughs) sort (laughs) of, of course. But, I mean, uh, if the customer doesn't really understand, you know, what the issue is and they cannot reproduce it, then how are they going to be able to fix it? (laughs) So, this is why I, I always... When I write my report, I always have to think about from the customer perspective and see, like, okay, so, you know, how, if I was a developer, how would I reproduce the issue? And you know, how would I be able to fix it? Yeah. But at the management level, how do I interpret the results? Are we good? Are we bad? Are we, you know, in between hands? So, yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Is it red or green? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's red or green. <laughs> so, we got more questions coming in for you. So do you from Ricky B again, so do you mostly do pen tests for like popular or known applications or services? Uh or do you do for custom developed applications as well? And is either easier or harder than the other?
1: Uh I think we've done pen
0: tests for I mean
1: popular applications, yes. I mean if you're gonna use like an open source app application, then most more often than not, it's already been you know verified and tested. So I mean, we try to focus on the actual customer implementation. So of course, we're going to test you know the actual app application itself, make sure that you know everything is fine and dandy. Uh, but we tend to focus on what the customer has actually done because that's what they're more more interested in. Now, what happens is that sometimes the customer buys an application from a vendor, and when they buy an application from a vendor. Uh, you know, they have their own security questionnaire, like, how did you do it? Code review, have you done it? And so on and so, so forth. Uh, but they also want to have a look and see, like, hmm, maybe we're not really satisfied with, you know, their answers, so can you have a look into this ap- application? So it can be anything between a super popular, like, you know, an Oracle-style application to, like, you know, uh, minimal <laughs> application that was just bought because they needed some form of, like, log tracking or something like that. Uh, so we have encountered both. Uh, I would say that the easiest part is to do it with an open source application is because you already have the code. We can start to look through it. So, for example, if I know that, you know, uh, the login page is is there and I know the code behind it and I'm able to interpret what happens if I'm putting my username and my password in there and I know how the system interacts and I can actually, you know, download the copy on my own computer and make a server out of it and interpret it and see how the debug log looks like, then it's much easier for me yeah uh, but yeah so that's the most easiest one I would say
0: awesome um, so I mean obviously you like pentesting because you've done it for quite some time but what's I mean not everything is not everything is just uh, fun and golden so I mean what's the what's the worst part and I have my own answer but what's, what's the worst part about doing penetration tests uh... I can go first. The worst part about penetration testing, (laughs) 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 I
1: think, I I, I will say, the worst part is when you get the backlash from the customer. I mean, the problem with with penetration testing is that it's literally, you know, taking someone's baby, their product, and calling it ugly. Sometimes, Uh, fortunate times, you say, like, you know, yay, you don't have any major vulnerabilities. But when it happens that you actually have a lot of issues and then you go into a meeting with the people responsible and you say like okay so we found all of these issues and you know the application has problems mm. or the infrastructure has, has problems and i hate i mean the biggest problem is when you get a backlash or like a defensive response and say like oh but this is not really an issue because you know we're uh, this is uh, not uh, i don't know we don't, this is within a secure network. So therefore there should be no issues because nobody can have access to it. It's like, but somebody might have access to it. This is the biggest problem. I mean, why, I can also say like, I lock my door at night when I go mm-hmm. home, but sometimes it can happen that I go to the garbage room and I forgot to lock the door. Then somebody break, breaks in. I mean, and I say like, oh, you know, like they shouldn't have broken in because uh, it's a private apartment. Not Not really. I mean, I still need to lock the door. So for me personally, it's in the long lines of, you know, you need to understand that I'm not criticizing you or we're not trying to criticize. We're trying to tell you that you need to improve a certain aspects. But yeah, Yeah. so sometimes it can happen that you have a backlash from people and that's not very fun to deal with.
0: That's true, actually. I haven't really thought about that much. But yeah, that's a topic for another discussion is, uh, speaking of that, I always go with it like assume breach philosophy. Like assume that an attacker is on the inside um yeah. like if you're a high value target like they are likely on the inside somehow like if you're if you're attractive enough and uh, someone has enough time and resources like they'll get in so assume reach and just go from there like don't assume no one's going to touch it from the inside but uh yeah so my my like the worst part i know about uh, pen testing is when you get a when you get a customer ordering a pen test only for compliance reasons like they want this to be oh that part yeah, yeah they want they want the pen test to be as short as possible as cheap as possible <laughs> but like long enough so that you can give them the check mark so they can say that we've done a pen test, and they don't care yes. about the results like they don't care about what you do they're, they're not going to fix the issues that you find unless it's something like extremely bad but like they're not going to fix it they just want it to be like so when they get a question from some audit like have you done a pen test? yes we have like, OK, <laughs>
1: that's it, check.
0: Yeah, and like <laughs> no one really asked the follow up questions like, oh, so what was the results? Like, no, it's horrible, but we don't, we've done it. <laughs> so <yeah. laughs> I hate those. I hate compliance. I know. Tests. Mm.
1: I know, I know. It's uh, I've actually been asked this uh, at least three times in my career uh, during a startup meeting. I've been asked, like, for example, oh, and at the end of the pen test, do you give me a check mark? Yeah. What do you mean a check mark? <laughs> it's like yes, you know, it's like secured by. It's like yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's not, <laughs> not how this works. Like <laughs> 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 no, but I, I, I think this is also a little bit of a problem uh, on how people actually, you know, when they buy services, when they buy products. I think it's a little bit of a problem about how people interpret uh, the security of these services or the security of these of these products, because as as you also said, you know, it's like you have a check mark. and You ask them, it's like okay, so we're gonna buy, for example, you know. A uh, random cloud company has very cheap services, so you know corporation wants to get into it and you know deploy the data within their environment. So they go to them and they say, like, okay, so our security team asks you, have it on the pen test? Yes, check. Yeah. There's no actual, you know, like but so okay, so the last pen test that you have per performed. What are the results? What is the remediation? Do you have any ticketing system? What's your process for resolving a vulnerability? I think it's 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 a little bit of a you know step up the game kind yeah. of an idea and like so you need to be able to, like, yeah you need to be able to ask the questions you know like but how how what's your process yeah. when it comes to a penetration test
0: yeah absolutely and like I, I wish you could just tell them like show me your last pen test and have you remediated those things <laughs> from that one like, that, like Exactly. that would, that would exactly. tell me a lot or
2: or if
1: you, if you haven't remediated them at least show me that you have a plan for remediating them or uh, show me why are they an acceptable risk? Yeah. I mean, it can happen that you have you know, an acceptable risk because, you know, oh, uh, the platform that we're using, it's not really, you know, modifiable. So, I don't know, some headers, we cannot implement it ourselves because that's how the platform is, for example. So I can understand that that's an acceptable risk because the attack vector is, you know, high level attack vector and it requires a lot of time and you don't get a lot of information out of it. So you can say it's an acceptable risk. But uh, but it would be nice to see some form of, you know, explanation as in why.
0: Not just like, you know, oh, we have this? Okay, check. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely agree. Um, so, yeah. We got from chat from Ricky B again that we should give a, a certificate, of parti- <laughs> of certificate of participation. Exactly. Yeah. I like Ricky B. <laughs> yeah. Great minds think alike, man.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: So I mean now that uh, that covid has hit like pre covid did you go to any like did you used to go to conferences and have you have you spoken at any conferences
1: I used to actually we uh so uh, I actually spoke at Full Cafe which is here in Malmo it's like this uh you know technical talk uh, they have different types of um speakers every single week on different topics. And I used to go there, at, we presented me and a colleague of mine once there uh, on the topic about pen, penetration testing. Uh, I went to another conference, which was a, a software testing association, I think it was. And we presented me and another colleague, we presented the topic about passwords in there. So we had a couple of conferences and, as well as going to the customer office and present their different type of uh, you know ideas. Uh, once covid hit unfortunately you don't go anywhere <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and it's difficult because i mean you can say that oh but you know you can organize a session via teams or link or whatever you know zoom but the problem is it's not really the same because mm-hmm. the audience is not as engaged as if you are in person and i think that you know a presentation is super fine as you know face to face and all that, but what happens after the, the presentation, that's the most important part because people tend to ask you questions in private.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, a lot of people, you know, they feel a bit shy or they don't want to ask questions in public because, well, what if my question is stupid or, you know, I don't want to, you know, do it. Yeah. Uh, but after they start to, you know, you finish your presentation and you leave the podium, then they come to you in private and they ask you questions. And more often than not, those questions are very important to them. And I think that's a really important part of, you know, Engaging with your audience, which you cannot do it, you know, on an online meeting. Because once you say, you know, thank you very much for participating. Bye bye. Then it's over.
0: Yeah, I mean, not not every chat has a Ricky B in it. So I mean, he can't be everywhere. Exactly. So you just, you just live <laughs> up the chat. Go. Yeah, I mean, MV- exactly. <laughs> M- MVP. Uh, um, so, like, have you ever been to DefCon or Black Hat?
1: oh i've been to black hat i've been to black hat in uh, i think it was 2018 that, that i've been there oh man it was it was an awesome experience uh we <laughs> wanted to go to devcon uh last year but you know COVID. <laughs> yeah. yeah. but it was so awesome me me and a colleague of mine uh we went to uh, black hat in uk and it was such an amazing time like we we met up with a lot of uh threat researchers and vulnerability researchers and we were just like, you know, talking and uh, you know, talk about different vulnerabilities, talk about different attack vectors, and it was an awesome, awesome time. Nice. And also, some some of the, the presentations in there as well. I mean, one guy he had this idea about how to uh, exfiltrate data from a phone through a charger. <laughs> nice. That was just like <laughs> exactly. Like, that was just like,
2: wow, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um...
0: I suppose. I mean, uh, you can watch talks and stuff uh, afterwards, or you can watch it uh, on YouTube or something. But it's just not the same as being there. And there's also like other stuff apart from just the talks. I mean, you can't really do. I suppose you can't really do a lock picking session like on Zoom because you need you need a fucking lock exactly to, <laughs> to, to do stuff with. So you can't really go by your own door and go like, oh, let me just lock. Yeah, it. <laughs> again.
1: <laughs> so that's a four times this
0: month. Yeah, that's a big difference. So do you do any? No, but it, I mean, yeah? Continue. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> no, I was, I, was, I was just saying, I think it's an amazing place. Uh, I was really lucky enough to meet a couple of the people from Google Project Zero. Uh, and it was a lot of fun talking with them. Like we're all just sitting around and having a beer and just discussing, you know, the research and, you know, their setup and how they come up with stuff. And, you know, just to be able to participate in there and talking with them and, you know, coming up with, that, with ideas. So, yeah, that was, I think it was a lot of fun and a really nice experience.
0: Yeah, I mean, spending time with skilled people is amazing. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, so, do you do any any CTFs?
1: CTFs. Yes. Uh, I've done some, uh, not a lot of them.
0: No, <laughs> unfortunately, I mean, no. Some people do it like all the time. Some people don't do it, and some people do it at conferences. Uh, like myself, I've, I'm not really. Um, that much into it I wish I was but again this just time man it's not time to do everything I suppose (laughs) it's difficult (laughs) to find the time (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) no but I mean
1: it's fun to do Capture the flag of course you know it's like there's a lot of uh, machines out there uh, or challenges out there which are meant to be uh, you know extremely smart when it comes to you know vulnerabilities and how to find the actual flag I think that you know it's a fun pastime activity and I think that's really, really fun to do it in general. Uh but this may sound very, very weird, but I mean to new people, uh to people who want to get into pen testing, I think it's I would guide them more towards um, for example, bug bounty rather than than capture the flag. Uh because When it comes to capture the flag, I mean, you know that there should be some ingenious solution to, you know, overcome the protection or to get root access or something like that, Mm. Uh, which normally during a penetration test, you don't really have this, right? Because, I mean, you have like, you know, misconfigurations or vulnerabilities or something like that that you hook hook into. Uh, So I think that when it comes to new people, it's much easier to get into, you know, penetration testing or to get into this kind of line of work by doing bug bounty rather than CTFs yeah uh this was just like a side side note <laughs> for my own part uh but yeah i mean it it is fun i used to do like back in the day i think i used to do um it's not hack the box this was another one which also had like uh, you know like a storyline behind it i forgot the name right now but it was something like you know level one level, level level
0: two uh but it was a lot of fun to do it uh
1: but since then i don't think i've done any <laughs> any others
0: yeah, uh, level one, level two. That's probably like the one that comes to mind. It's over the wire. They usually do that stuff.
1: Over the wire. Yes. Thank yeah. you.
0: Thank you. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, that's a. I think that's an awesome start or like to uh, a way in basically. Like the because they have a bunch of different um, like challenges and they call it like nagios and bandit and stuff. Yeah. Some of Some of them are basic, and then they escalate to to more and more uh, advanced. So yeah, that could be really be. Yeah, that's a really that's a good uh, that's a good thing to sort of chat about. Like, what's if there's someone who wants to get into pen testing? Um, maybe they work as uh, like a SOC analyst, or they work in IT support or help desk something like, and they want to learn how to hack shit, right? Because that's what that's what's cool.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, what what's, what's a good way in? Is it to do is it to do like over the wire and uh, hack the box and stuff? Like, do you have any any other ideas?
2: I mean
1: it's it's a good idea to start there to understand the concept behind this or you know to understand your tools i think uh w- usually when we train juniors or you know when we give new people like you know an introduction to pen- penetration testing what i usually tell them to start off with is web webgoat i know it's a very old uh kind of like uh you know old product but it's what's interesting about webgoat is that it gives you the details about the vulnerability as well as it tells you how to fix issue uh and sometimes maybe you don't understand the code it's fine but i mean you have an idea about what's actually happening so once you understand the vulnerabilities then you can go for uh you know like over the wire or hack the box to understand your tools to understand the concept the environment and once you have this down then you can start to switch to uh you know bug bounty programs or something like that to get you know the the feel of a real life example yeah. Because, I mean, they differ a lot because if you take like a damn vulnerable machine or hackathon or Web WebGoat, it differs from a CTF and the CTF differs from a real life environment. I think the steps would be somewhere in the long line. So if you start off from like, you know, damn vulnerable machine to a CTF and then you do, uh, you know, bug bounty or something like that. And once you have all, all of this down, then basically you have an understanding about how penetration test is conducted
0: yeah I absolutely agree and almost all of those are also free so I mean if you're yeah, exactly like if when you when you work as a, as a pentester like usually your company would pay just the stuff you need right but if
2: you well, definitely I mean, yeah but if you don't you have a lot of tools
0: yeah exactly um, but well while, while learning and trying to like get into it it's maybe you don't have the resources to just like, pay for for a burp license and for uh, this and that I mean there's there's some really good stuff like pentester labs and pentester academy right those are yeah, awesome, but
1: rigor Academy as well. I mean, it's really good resources. Yeah, and
2: they're quite, quite of, free. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. yeah, I think some of them will cost money, but like over the wire, hack the box, CTFs, and bug bounties like free to do. Bug bounty, you can even make money. So I mean, why not? Yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: Um, and I mean, and it's also in- interesting as well because I mean, since you mentioned Burp, what I find it very fascinating is that you do have a Burp free edition. Of course, it's very limited. I mean, it's not like the Pro edition. Uh, but when it comes to the free edition, you can still use it for penetration testing because yeah. you still have the manual man in the middle proxy, and you can still intercept the response and the request, and you know you can actually understand what's happening. So, and also within the the field as as well. I mean, if you take if you take out the you know the paid versions like Nessus or Nexpos or something like the vulnerability scanners, which cost a lot of money. Uh, just focus on the open source. You have so many tools at your disposal, mm. and exactly. I think that's the the fascinating part about this this field is that you know people do want to you know contribute to it and they want to you know help people to achieve different goals. And if you just go through GitHub and just like you know, oh, I want to you know see how Amazon discover uh, <laughs> an Amazon uh, S3 bucket, see if it's uh, you know available or not. And you can just have to just go like you know, oh, Amazon S three bucket, Git, GitHub, and you're gonna find somewhere a built-in scanner <laughs> for it. Yep, and I think that's really fascinating.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so do you use Burp or app? SAP being uh, OWASP's uh, own, uh, own uh, yeah. So yeah, I figured. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Zap is a little bit outdated.
1: Yeah. Uh, but no, Burp, Burp is. I think it's uh, the leading uh, tool in the in, in industry when it comes to uh, managing middle proxy.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And in general, tool for web applications. Yeah, I think it's a go-to for literally everyone.
2: <laughs> exactly.
0: Like, it has a very nice I- interface as well. <laughs> it does. Um, uh, Rookie B man. Another question. So how much time sure. does a pen spend on education? I mean, you must stay up to date with new techniques and vulnerabilities, right? Mm, def- definitely. Uh,
1: to give you a very short answer, a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, you have to keep up. Uh, I would say that you at least spend several hours per week 10 hours per week to just like, I mean, of course you don't sit there with manuals going through like, you know, all the documentation possible, unless you're within an assignment and you really need to understand what's happening. Uh, but more or less you spend time to catch up with, you know, the latest technologies, see what's happening, read news, understand vulnerabilities, uh, just read up on things. And more often than not, when you have like a vulnerability, for example, uh, you don't just like, you know... Take the vulnerability and you apply it. You try to read the code to understand it. Mm. Uh so it does take a lot of time. But I mean penetration testing in general, since you know it evolves with technology as well, then you're you're never gonna be able to, you know, fully grasp everything. So yeah. you have to keep constantly up updated. or so you just spend, you know, some time reading up on on things, basically.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I I a pen testing isn't an, an eight to five job, right? I mean, you you maybe get paid eight to five and then you spend hours uh, outside of that because you want to, Oh, definitely. because you're interested. Uh, exactly. And I think that's that's the biggest difference. And I, most of us spend a lot of time outside of work just watching talks, reading stuff, writing tools or something. And not because someone yeah. forced us to it, but because we want to, right? Oh, because it's 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 a passion.
2: Yeah,
1: I think that you know, I mean, I I, I was actually like I had a, a penetration test where the client uh, deployed like this super fancy, sophisticated AI uh, antivirus on their end, and I really needed to you know I like I had access to a victim's computer, and what I needed to do was to just get, get the communication back. And the thing is that that is no tool actually worked. I need to run my own custom tool, and. Of course, I can say like, you know, oh, I'm writing it, you know, during my, my work time. But this is so fascinating about how the antivirus works and how everything works. I actually spent so many evenings just like, you know, analyzing it and writing code and go like, oh, it does this doesn't work. You know, I was like, I had like 3 a.m. go like, oh, crap, I need to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a different field. You can't just like clock out at five and go like, you know what? Well, I'm done. Bye bye. Like. You keep on going.
0: Yeah, uh, exactly. I th- and that's a that's one of the biggest difference between other other areas of uh, like work and stuff. I mean, IT sec, you do stuff because you want to, and it's just fascinating. Yeah. So yeah, it's just fascinating, do you? And it's it's. I mean, you don't get into IT security
1: because, uh, you know, it's a job or like, you no, know, oh, it's a this is the future, oh, it makes money. I mean, I would say that successful individuals within this field is the people who have an actual passion for it. And it's something that, you know, you're passionate about, like you want to learn, you want to see things, you want to be able to, you know, bypass protection, you want to be able to find different vulnerabilities and, you know, interpret them, analyze them, see how they work and write your own things <laughs> regarding it. So... Yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot of passion behind it. Otherwise, you just go, you know, clock in, clock out, deliver some, you know, random stuff uh, to the client, and that's it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I, I think because we were talking about how to get into the field earlier, and I think that's a, also a great way to, to get into the field, to just do stuff outside of your normal job, uh, document it somehow. Like, if you're doing, if you're hacking, hack the box. And like, when you're finished, do, like, write uh, a, a decent write-up on like medium.com or a blog or somewhere yeah. just f- show some screenshots of your findings for every single machine that you hack if you write your own tools put it up on github it doesn't have to be not because it, you have to f- write anything like super super advanced but like when you apply for a job I mean you're like hey here's my github here's my eight projects I've done like just that oh yeah just that not even looked at it that's awesome uh, so yeah yeah
1: and I also think that, you know, it, it's also very fascinating because this community as well, it's, I mean, it takes new people in with gen, gentle care. So, I mean, nobody's going to come to you and go like, oh, you're so stupid for, you know, doing this and doing that. Bah, I don't care about you. Oh, no, it's more in the long lines So, hey, you know, if, if it's a new person coming in and writing blogs or developing tools, like, how can we help them to improve? Yeah. I, I've seen a lot of cases where, for example, GitHub pages that were just launched because oh, I found this very fascinating, I wrote this in my spare time. And then somebody who's like an IT like, uh, expert for the last 50 years, you know, <laughs> just forks it and writes a better code and goes like, here you go, man, you know, it's like, this is going to help, help you out. It's like, oh, sweet.
0: <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah, that's that's awesome. So just keep doing stuff outside of work. If you want to get into Definitely. pen testing or blue teaming or like whatever. Yeah, just
1: And I, I also think it's very important to understand that, you know, and un- like understand how it actually works so i mean i've seen a lot a lot of cases where people just like you know take a vulnerability the way it is and you know or like an exploit and then just launch it uh thinking like that that's it but i think if you are able to understand it like what it actually does and how does it affect the system how does the code work it's not only that's going to improve you know your skill as a penetration tester but it's going also going to help you to you know write better things so I think it's, it's really important to, you know, spend time to understand what exactly, you know, you are doing when yeah. it comes to the exploits or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. exactly. Don't, uh, don't clone and run. Just try to, try <laughs> don't to understand clone it. And
1: run. Try, to, try to understand it.
0: Yeah. And uh, I usually say the same thing as well. Like if you take some some, some random tool uh, and it has a bunch of parameters, let's, uh, let's say Nmap, for example. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you should probably understand what most of the parameters do, but you don't have to memorize every single one of them. Because, like, when you need them, just oh, Google it in not. 0.3 <laughs> seconds and you have it, or the demand page. But, I mean, maybe you should know the different yeah. scan types, what they are, at least. And then, like, if you need a exactly. specific, exactly then you're like, oh, okay, was it dash exactly. SV or an S, uh, I don't remember. And then you have it in, like, <laughs> 0.8 seconds, but then you know at least what to look for. So, um, yeah. <laughs> not memorize stuff is what I'm saying. Just learn where to find it and understand it.
1: <laughs> you know, it's, it's also that, that joke. It's almost like, how do you uh, evaluate the employees in IT performance? It's Like how fast they type on the keyboard? Yeah. <laughs> like that's not the point here. <laughs> I can just Google the commands, damn it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: um, so I wanted to do something else uh, that we didn't do on the previous show. Uh, that I've been looking forward to. I've sort of I've stolen a segment, completely ripped it from uh, like one of the biggest like influencers ever called Gary Vee. And on his show, he has something called overrated underrated. Uh, and I've just completely stolen it, ripped it. So basically, I'm gonna throw some words at you and you tell me if these things are overrated or underrated in your opinion. And if you want to, you can sort of expand on it and elaborate. Uh, if you don't want to, just just throw out something. So let's do something easy because I know what you're going to say. So, Twitter. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> is, it, is Twitter overrated or uh, underrated? I, uh,
1: I think Twitter is a little bit overrated. Uh, there's so much, so much garbage on, on Twitter. It's, it's like you really have to be very focused on who you follow and what you actually look for and there's you know people who actually do post relevant things on Twitter and I uh, by all means just like follow them and retweet them whatever but there's also so much you know just like complete garbage that people just throw out. Yes. And I think that you know it's it, a lot of people just follow Twitter as the de facto of what's happening and without actually thinking. So somebody says something on Twitter's like oh we found this and this and this like okay, let's analyze it, like what's happening here exactly. And then, you know, like you see a day later, the actual vendor comes back it's like, yeah, but that's not really a problem here. It's like, oh, my bad. It's like, come on, man.
2: Yeah, people just <laughs> so have to have okay, an opinion on anything.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and Don't get me started when it comes to actual, like, you know, other type of accounts, like, you know, politics or something. I like, Jesus Christ. <laughs>
0: All right, so um, next topic, zero days. Zero zero days, or old days, if you want. I'm not sure how how cool people say it. <laughs> yes. I see zero days. Ah, zero days, exactly. Awesome. Oof,
1: uh... Are they overrated or underrated? Depends on what perspective you look at. See, I'm 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 the guy who goes like depends. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I think they're they're overrated to some degree, but the problem is that they're extremely useful because. This is how APTs get into companies. A lot of times, they use zero day that they buy from different vendors. Uh, the problem is that a zero day can be the definition of zero day can be anything between, like, you know, I found this buffer overflow within the Windows environment, or like, sorry, within the Windows component that grants me access and also system rights, which is like, oh my god, that's really bad, and they sell it for like half a mil to North Korea. Uh, but you also have zero day, for example, like oh, I have this uh clickjacking on <laughs> some random page, and that can also be categorized as zero day. Yeah, and it's very difficult to to you know like keep like the you know the balance between them because the way I see things, like you know when it comes to zero day, as in actual exploits that are useful for attackers to break into a system i would say that those are you know underrated because they're extremely useful and people don't really you know pay pay attention to them i think the company should really constantly try to improve their security and not just like rely on, oh this researcher found some something okay well it's patch time you know they should really try to always code review always try to you know improve their security game. Uh, but when it comes to like you know, oh, I found this uh, cross scripting on this one server or like this one web page and it's called a zero day overrated
0: yeah yeah my my take on that is fix your thousand days first, then worry about zero days. <laughs> like you you, you have Fair enough right you have shit that's like 5 years old would not patch just patch that first and then you can worry about, worry about zero days exactly <laughs> okay so uh next topic red teaming
1: red teaming uh un- underrated awesome. i think red teaming is a really good ac- activity i think that uh not all people understand the benefits of it uh like <laughs> It's actually really funny, we recently, uh, within AdQ, we received this uh, CEO scam. And I know it's not really like a phishing email, but just as, as an idea. Hmm. We received this uh, the CEO scam mail, It's like, no, oh, I'm the CEO of this company. Uh, could you please send me like an Amazon gift card that I need for a client?
2: Hmm.
1: And you'd be surprised how many people, you know, like, fall for this kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think that in, 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 this is something which is very basic. It's like what CEO is going to contact you to give, buy them a gift card? And this yeah. is one thing. But when it comes to actually, like, you know, phishing email, like, you know, I send you an email and go like, hey, you know, like, uh, here's something really fun. Here's a very cool toolkit that I found on GitHub. I send you a link, right? And, mm. you know, like, you kind of know me. So, you know, they go like, okay, so let's click on it. And then you get fished. So I think it's really good that you actually, you know, have some form of training and some form of, you know, like a retina activity to show that we need to be able to improve on our employees, uh, you know, security practices. Yeah. We need to for, you know, the people not to click on links, we need for the reception desk to ask every single individual that comes into the building, like, do you belong here? Like, can I see a badge or something, you know, like, don't just like tail tailgate, right? Yeah. So I think it's
0: very important. Yeah, I mean, speaking of phishing emails, we're sort of getting sidetracked from the overrated, underrated, but it's worth it. <laughs> I mean, phishing, phishing emails in general is is a yeah, I'm I, I'm into it because I think it's so hard. I mean, it's internet is based on clicking stuff. Like that's what in, that's what you do on internet. You click yep. on stuff, and then we tell yes. users like don't click on stuff. Like, but that's the point of the internet. Like, just click on links everywhere. <laughs> click on links to that click on email to this and just stream this so it's so hard to sort of get some fun, kind of balance between a technical solution that saves you if you click on the wrong stuff but then also awareness training to like don't click on bad stuff it's hard uh,
1: yeah it is it is and I mean how because I mean of course you and me we have experience in this field so if we get a phishing email we can see that oh it's a phishing email uh but I, how does it go for the you know a regular user? Because they don't know how to actually check the hyperlink. They don't know how to actually see that. Oh, it's not Amazon. It's ananon.com, mm. yeah. <laughs> <Don, laughs> You know. So it's it's very very difficult to see these kind of things.
0: Yeah, uh, and uh, also I think that uh, like spear phishing is of course uh, by nature uh, a good way in because you sort of you spend time really profiling someone. But I mean, the same. Yeah. You can reach the same end goal by pure luck, because if we think that, let's say that I'm after you, right? Your 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 account, hmm? and then I either spearfish or by just pure chance, because it hits you on the right date. And you've been to DEFCON yesterday, and uh, you've been out drinking. And the next day, you get an email like, "Hey, here's the presentations that we talked about last night. You just they're attached. And then you're like, "Well, I was at DEFCON yesterday. Exactly. We spoke about." Stuff, so I mean, it's natural that you would get that email, right? It, it doesn't feel strange to you. Exactly. That might catch you off guard um, if it's something you expect. Exactly. Um, that that's also why you know holiday seasons you get like this. Oh, you're shipping, like your your parcel has been shipped. Click here, or <laughs> it's the same the same reason I, during, I feel.
1: During COVID, we well, we also had this. Like here's your COVID test result. Mm, yeah i i've seen this actually and i've actually gotten one of these emails to my private e- email address it's like uh you know, i was actually sick with COVID in gen- january mm. uh so now i'm better thank you um, <laughs> i was sick with with uh, COVID, and i actually got <laughs> thank you i actually got an email uh on my on my private email it went into spam uh but i always check my spam because for the lols right of course <laughs> So you take yes, a spam, you i got an email <laughs> saying like oh Here's your COVID test result. Please click here. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) a lot of people, you know, like they get concerned and they want to find out. And you go like, oh, you know, like if if I was a regular person and, you know, not working within security, I would get that email. I'll be like, oh, I had the COVID test, like, you know, three days back. This is my result. I need to check it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And yeah. So, I mean, it's it's very difficult, you know, to to understand. But what I tell everyone in, in in the case of you know phishing in general, first rule of thumb is check the hyperlink. It's like if you're on a computer, because on the mobile phone it's more difficult to do this. But if you're on a computer, just hover over the hyperlink mm. and you and just check what it actually says. Because more often than not, you're gonna have something like you know misspelling or an IP address or some really weird stuff happening in there. And of course, you know, as a user, how do you define weird, weird stuff? Well, I mean, if it's something like, you know, the, I don't know, medicalresults.net uh, <laughs> forward slash something, something. I mean, do you know anything in Sweden called medicalresults.net? No. Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> exactly. <what?
0: laughs> no, I agree. Uh, it's hard. And CO scams also, man. Well, that might be another, just another show itself on just phishing email <laughs> and <CO> scams. <laughs>
2: Uh, Which, By
1: the way, uh, just a bit of a side topic here. Uh, my colleague received that in that email and it was really funny because he started messaging the scammer going like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm going right now to the, to the pharmacy. It's like uh, no, to the pharmacy to, you know, Ica.
2: Hmm. It's
1: like, oh, uh, should I buy? Uh, how many do you want? It's like, oh, I want, uh, you know, 2000 crowns. I was like, okay. <laughs> then he was like, well, they didn't have one for two thousand crowns, so I bought like uh, you know a hundred of them, <laughs> <laughs> and then we generated calls like here.
0: Have fun. Nice. There's some there's some really funny YouTube videos, but I I don't remember his name. Yeah, it's just like a stand-up comedian, and he replies to spam emails. Yeah, and yeah, it just yeah. it's yeah, back and forth. Yeah, oh, it's so.
1: Ted Talk. Yeah, it's, it's really. Fun.
0: It's awesome. Uh, I should <laughs> I should post that in the in the YouTube uh, links uh, after this actually. Okay, Definitely. so I want to hear your thoughts about the overrated underrated on uh, Bitcoin. Bitcoin,
1: yeah, I never invested, so I have no <laughs> no actual no- knowledge of it. Uh, I cannot really say, to be fairly honest.
2: Um,
0: Fair enough. Uh, in between, <laughs> yeah, in between. <laughs> uh, Vegas, Las Vegas. Vegas, oh,
1: awesome underrated it's awesome <laughs> I, I have to go i gotta go exactly it's, like, it, it, it's so much fun so thing is that i haven't been there myself but my my sister who lives in the u.s she was there and she sent me like you know i was chatting with her so we video called and everything It's just so much fun because it's like something is happening 24 7 So you know it's like if you're a night owl like me unfortunately yeah. you're a <laughs> night owl it's really fun you know just like to go out and you know it's like uh just go to a to a casino, you know, you don't have to like you know gamble or anything like that. But you know, it's really fun. It's like, you know, you have like you know a hundred crowns, you bet on something, have a free drink, talk to people, you know, walk around, something is always happening, some show is always happening.
0: So yeah, it's really fun. <laughs> yeah. I gotta go. Once once Defcon is back up, I, I have to go.
1: Oh definitely. That's our uh <laughs> that's yeah. our motto as well as like Las Vegas, Las Vegas.
0: <laughs> <Gu-guar-> guaranteed. <laughs> Oh yeah, so the the YouTube comedian guy. His name is James James Veitch. I'm not sure I did, did pronounce that yeah. correctly. I might have just butchered it. But James Veitch, V E I T C H. It's awesome. Yeah. He's hilarious, man. I,
1: yeah, just. I've seen his TED talk. It's so funny, indeed. Yeah. It's awesome.
0: I love it. So if you haven't seen that, go watch it. It's awesome. Um, so overrated, underrated on social media, just in general.
1: Overrated. God, God.
0: <laughs> I sort the <of> felt <laughs> so, that's coming.
1: The so, thing with me, exactly. <laughs> oh, you know me.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, no, but with social media, I think that it has so much influence over people uh, to the point where people no longer, you know, think for themselves. So they take what social media says as the de facto truth. And it's, it's horrible. There's so many things happening. Like somebody just says something on social media like, you know, they post on Facebook, oh, the, you know, the nudes uh, did this. And then everyone literally goes like, yes, he did that. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what's happening, you know?
2: Yeah, zero factor. Or, uh,
1: you know, it's like, yeah, and I mean, and also, you know, what what I also really found, find it really, really funny is people who tell me that they're privacy concerned, yet they have. A Facebook account, Instagram account, Twitter account, and you know, they go like, oh, but I don't want my privacy to be sold. Like, but what do you think these companies do? Well, you so know, all I, your data to
0: begin with. I, I feel attacked now, just so you know, because I have all of those. <laughs> 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 I take this very yeah, exactly. personally, just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm talking to you right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Just delete all your accounts. Exactly. Delete all your accounts. Yeah, but I mean, also, of course, I mean, we all have like, you know, like an Instagram account, like a Facebook account, something like that. Uh, but it's all its own line So, you know, you have to, to, to be able to, you know, follow who you, who, what you know, passions you have. Follow what passions you have. Don't listen to people, what they say. A lot of people just go like, you know, sheeps to a certain way and they don't really discern for themselves. So you just have to be, you know, arbitrary to what you like and what you don't like. And at the same time, understand that when it comes to privacy, for example, everyone sells all the information. So let's accept it, basically.
2: Yeah, if you yeah, want
0: to use it, absolutely. Um, so I had something. No, lost it. Lost track of it. I was going to say something really smart, but then just lost track of it. Maybe <laughs> uh,
1: because I interrupt you. That's why.
0: <laughs> it's good. It's the way you should do it, man. So. <laughs> Is there anything else that you want to like chat about that we haven't uh, gone through? So many things. Yeah, so many <laughs> things. Did we forget anything?
1: No, but I mean, <laughs> I APTs think... are bad. Yeah, at the end uh, as as a closure line, APTs are
0: bad. <laughs> yeah, APTs are bad, man. It's uh, it's 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 on another level.
1: <laughs> uh, but I mean, it's uh. Yeah, so just in general, I mean, penetration testing is a very interesting field. It may seem scary at the beginning. So I had a lot of people who, you know, like they want to get into the field, and they were asking me, it's like, you know, oh, but how do I get into the field? Oh, we need there's so much information, and there's so many things to learn. It's like it's not that difficult. I mean, the whole point is just to have some more passion for it, just go for it. Don't think about it, you know. Just like read a couple of things, watch some YouTube videos. Uh, understand you know protocols, understand uh, how web applications work, understand you know like basic stuff. If you get the basic stuff done, then you know you're on the right track so you know don't be afraid of it don't think that it's you know so many things to do and so much knowledge to have it's fine you yeah. you'll be fine just as long as you continue yeah so I mean from my own perspective that's the most important thing when I... it comes to penetration testing and getting into the field.
0: Yeah, and just uh, accept the fact that you're not going to learn everything. Like you're never going to be. Exactly. You're never going to be done. Uh, exactly. With that, with the I learning mean, of it.
2: There's
1: so many areas which is like you know people are better than me. I'm better than them, and you know that's the, how the how it goes. Like that that's it. Yeah. Like, if you take the biggest name uh, right now, it's not. But like you know, everyone in the industry knows who Kevin Mitnick is. Knows like Kevin Mitnick. He has his own weaknesses, which. People are better than than him, and that's the reality. And yeah. it's fine. If exactly. he wants to improve, he can improve, and that's it.
0: Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And I think that we should, because this is going up on on YouTube, um, like on Saturday or Sunday, something as soon as the encoding is done. Mm-hmm. So l- let's uh, let's add some resources in the like in the details field for like external sites uh, over the wire, hack the box, maybe some books, uh, yeah. and stuff. So you know, we took get started. Uh, and then I like, like personally, I'm always, I love just helping out anyone. So if anyone wants to just DM me, just do it. And you know, I'll always help out. <laughs> no, I do, I like, that's, that's yeah, I love that. <laughs> this is
1: my only uh, sign of approval that I'll give. <laughs> yeah, perfect, that's it. <laughs> DM him, awesome.
0: <laughs> All right, Ricky B is uh, with the knowledge again. He says, uh, try hack me, is another resource. Uh, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know it as well. I know Shrek, It was mentioned last episode. I still haven't checked it out, so I actually don't know what it is. I forgot to to look it up. So, but yeah, uh, it's it not
1: mention. a CTF. Basically, it's not a C- CTF type. Uh, so it's uh, kind of like uh, you know hack the box, uh, but in a different line. But they all follow the same concept basically. Awesome. So you publish your machine, download it.
0: Perfect. We'll add that as well. Yeah, so that's gonna be some mm-hmm. form of knowledge base for how to uh, how to get into the business or in pen testing, right? Definitely. It's a very well-made CTFSS. I absolutely trust you. Um Right, Danut. Any other finishing and I like I'm just gonna say at the end of the show, but when I look at this way, it's because my chat is over here. So that's why I look <laughs> to that side. Just, just so you know. I'm not being rude to you, Danut. It's the chat is just rude.
2: <laughs> no worries. <laughs>
1: If I look this way, it's because my notes are here. So it's always fine. Ah,
0: perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sweet, man, man. Thanks for coming. Thanks for talking about pen testing. Man, it's, it's Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you indeed. Yeah, it was an interesting evening.
0: It's awesome. Always good talking to you. It's been a, a bit too long since the time before last Yeah. Time.
1: <laughs> it was.
0: So yeah. As soon as the, uh,
1: it's nice now. We. Uh, <laughs> yeah. As soon as the <laughs> come is back up. Over, we should exactly yeah. <laughs> we were, we're saying the same where thing. we should uh, get together <laughs> yeah
0: absolutely and not spread diseases because that's that's bad i've heard exactly <laughs> <laughs> it's frowned upon <laughs> right thanks guys thanks Yavolo, thanks Vicky B. it's good having you in chat it's it's nice to have an active chat it makes for a much more yeah. like interesting conversation because you do like we don't know what's coming up Ah, uh-huh, so we have a uh, we have someone in chat called Inside Security Fan 418, 418, 410, Sorry. <laughs> All right. Nice. Hello. <laughs> I gotta say he just took the MVP spot. Sorry, Ricky. I'm biased.
1: How? Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's because of the name, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's only because of the name. Of course.
1: <laughs> yeah. You always go for the name, man. <laughs> of, of course, man.
0: All right. Well. Thanks, everyone, and thanks, Anut. And, you know, we'll have you back on here again sometime.
1: Yeah, indeed. We'll be happy to be back.
0: Awesome. Okay, see you guys. Take care, guys. Bye.
1: See you. Bye. Bye.